Under the Influence Podcast. I'm your host, Whitney Eckes, a serial entrepreneur and social media guru that has an infatuation with all things business related. On the show, we bring together brands, creators, and thought leaders to discuss the power of influence. Each episode is jam-packed with learnings, firsthand stories, and conversations from guests that truly have their finger on the pulse. Stay tuned as we dive into the stories and explore the impact they're making by getting under the influence. Welcome back to Under the Influence Podcast. So I've been taking some time and I have been moving through a lot recently. I have been shifting through a lot of changes, a lot of different pivots, and really just kind of moving through some stuff, like just moving through some shit. And to be completely honest with you, one of the things that I've really wanted to be more intentional about is the show and really kind of diving into what these episodes should be for and how they could be the most supportive for you guys. And I have been finding myself wanting a show that I could drive down to my office every single morning that was inspiring, uplifting, had a little bit of business conversation, but that was really kind of catered toward like life. Like for example, like I hope this is making sense. But for example, I really wanted a show where maybe it was like, you know, just like an affirmation or a host talking about what they were going through in their life. But also too, like it always came back to some sort of value, right? So in the mornings when I get ready, I want a couple of things. I want to feel good. I want to be able to have like a morning practice where I'm looking at what are my manifests, what's going on in my life, what are the areas that I really want to focus on. And then I want a little bit of value. And I want something that's going to feed me, kind of feed and educate me. And I was like, you know, how come there's not like one show that does this? And, you know, there's a lot of business podcasts, there's a lot of self help podcasts, there's a lot of spiritual podcasts, but I want one that mixes it kind of all in. And me and our amazing podcast coordinator were actually talking and we're like, wait, we need to start kind of restructuring these solo episodes to kind of be like this. Like we kind of need these solo episodes on Under the Influence podcast to be like these hot takes and to really kind of show up in a way where it's like a quick, you know, 15 to 20 minute hot take. And it's kind of sharing these learnings of your life, of a business and, you know, spiritually, mentally, physically, all the learnings that are kind of going into it. And a lot of the solo episodes are that. A lot of the solo episodes with me are really kind of where I'm at in my life, what's going on, and then like little hot takes. But I feel like they need to be condensed and I feel like it needs to just have more value. So I was thinking about that. I want to know your guys' thoughts. I want to know if you guys would enjoy something like that. I want to know if you know there's ways that we can optimize these solo episodes to really just hit with value, but also not be overwhelming. Like I'm talking, I want to hear just something positive and beautiful and magical with some value on my way to work. Like that's what I want to be listening to. I don't want to be listening to a crazy self-help book that's talking about my healing on the way to work where I get into work and I feel energetically drained because I just reviewed so much of my own shit that I'm like now walking into work and I'm not filled up. Like I want to be filled up I want to have a little bit of value, like a hot take, like here's a tip or here's what's going on or here's what we're seeing or here's a trend. Like 
a little hot take, and then I wanted to make everyone feel good. So you guys like that idea? Please let me know. On to this episode. So excited. We have Miss Michelle Thames. She is the host of Social Media Decoded. She is also an award-winning blogger turned online business and marketing strategist who has helped catapult companies like multi-million dollar brand, beauty brand, Myel Organics. Basically, she is just a powerhouse and she has gone from an a blogger to basically bootstrapping and launching this agency by helping and working and consulting with these different brands. And we just got into it. I mean, she definitely brought up some really interesting points around Facebook. And I just really like the way that her brain works in terms of being a creator and also being an entrepreneur that is solely driven off conversion. And I kind of love this idea. And so we really get into it. I'm very excited to have her on. So without further ado, please welcome Miss Michelle Thames to the show. Welcome back to the show, everybody. I have on Miss Michelle Thames. Michelle, I was just kind of nerding out with you on all the amazing things that you're doing. It seems like you are just so multifaceted. You kind of created this brand for yourself as a blogger, went to working with major brands, helped them make millions and millions of dollars. And then now you also have this agency, you have your podcast. It sounds like you have a couple of different things in the works, but I'm so excited to have you on the show and to just get right into all of it. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to chat. I'm sure we can nerd out about marketing all day. Absolutely. Awesome. So why don't you tell us like how this all got started? Because I think one of the things that intrigued me most about you is how you went from logger to marketing strategist and working with brands to owning the agency and really helping cultivate these brands from a larger scale perspective with services and different things like that. So how did how did this all start? Yeah, so I started in this space as a natural hair blogger and influencer back in 2009. There wasn't really a lot of influencer talk back then. So everybody was like blogging on WordPress or I'm dating myself blogger, which is like really, really old. And so I started back then because I was going through my natural hair journey. I was teaching other women and helping other women style their hair with different products. I was reviewing different products on my page. And then one day a brand reached out and they were like, oh, we want to sponsor a blog post. And I'm like, oh, you can get paid for actually doing this. My background isn't even in marketing. It's in healthcare administration. But in 2016, I was unfortunately, fortunately for me, fired from my job, which pushed me into leaning more into the creative work that I was doing. So I started doing freelance writing for some online publications like naturallycurly.com, which is an online space for people to come and learn about different hair, hair products, all those things. So I started to write for them. And I'm like, you know, I can definitely do this type of work in social media for different people. So at the time that I was, you know, in between jobs, I was laid off. I was like, okay, well, what am I going to do next? And so I got this amazing opportunity by putting myself out there on social media to work for this multi-million dollar brand, Myel Organics. They started out as a startup company. And so I worked with them in the beginning there. I was the social media team, the whole digital team from influencer marketing, email marketing, social media, the e-commerce on the website, blogging. I ran the blog and managed some blog writers, event marketing, going to events, trade shows. So I really got the chance to really understand marketing from a different 
point of view, not my own point of view, because I was already building my personal brand. And so I knew how that worked. But now being able to work with the company and really help to develop their marketing. So I, I got that amazing opportunity. I started there in 2016 and it was amazing. But sometimes, you know, you want to do your own, you want your own dreams. And I had this personal brand and now I have these skills and I'm like, you know, I can help so many more people and just the online world and just people starting their own businesses and, you know, making money, doing what they love. I wanted to do that too. I wanted to work from anywhere and go on the, to the beach and with my daughter and be able to pick her up from school. And so I had to make a really tough decision and I left my job to build the, our marketing agency and just to, you know, be at home with my daughter. That was really important to me. So that's my long story short. Me and my husband own our marketing agency together. And it's been a really fun ride. I love also the aspect of my personal brand. I think personal branding is important for people in general because my personal brand helped me build my my business. Because people know who I am and what I have built, it was easy for me to tie everything all together. So that's my long story, short story. I mean, I I love that. I also love that you own the marketing agency with your husband. So for those listening, I mean, the first question that pops into my brain is how did you monetize the blog? And then how were you also scaling your own income as you're walking through this, right? Because I'm assuming that, you know, the blog is making, maybe it's monetized, maybe it's not. You go to work with these different brands. And then now you're also platforming yourself into this marketing agency that I'm assuming was probably bootstrapped. What was the line of income and scalability for you there? Yeah, so when I was blogging, it was just a side hustle. I mean, I did make about six figures as a blogger and an influencer. So this was in the early days too, when they were just this buzzword influencer. And so... I got the opportunity to work with brands on paid partnerships and paid brand deals. So that started to, you know, rack up and I started to say, okay, I can, I can make money doing this. So when I was blogging, it was at the time where, before I started working at the marketing agency, I mean, not not the marketing agency, the beauty brand. Mm -hmm. So when I figured I could make money doing that, I'm like, okay, well, I can continue to reach out to brands to maybe do influencer work, work with them, you know, posting content on my Instagram page. Um, But essentially... Yes, I did bootstrap the business. So when I left my job, I did have some savings. And I I know everyone wants to quit their job, but realistically, you have to have a plan and really figure out what you're going to do because you may not get a client for months and months. And so I had a plan. I just had faith, to be honest. So I did have, you know, some savings from being an influencer. So that really was helpful. But to scale the agency, bootstrapping is really hard. So what I did was I had some, you know, people in my network. I went to and said, hey, I started this agency. Would you like to work with us? We're doing social media management. So I initially started with one client. And when I figured out how I could scale that, then I started to hire someone to help me do the work. So that way I can now get more clients. And also this person can help me. And so if the person is the right person, they should be able to help you generate more income so that you can get more clients. And the way that I was able to scale that was stacking, stacking retainer clients. At one point I had like eight clients. This is when 2020 during the pandemic, I'm like, oh my God, this is like really great. So I was really able to scale, I believe when the pandemic first happened, because people were really looking for marketing and really looking for new ways. They may have had a brick and mortar and they were screwed. Now they needed a different way to market their business. So I really got busy during that time. And that's when I really stacked the income for the agency and was able to scale that way. 
That's incredible. I love that. I love that you call it stacking. I love that you kind of talk about how you went out, you found all this business, you kind of pulled it all into a retain or, you know, all these consistent retainers and were able to grow from there. During 2020, you know, I, I totally feel you on a lot of the brands pivoting. What were some of the trends that you were seeing and what are you also seeing now? Because I feel like the marketing industry from 2020 was such a big, let's everyone take time to learn, to explore, to test things that we've never tested before. And now being that we're in 2023, we're also kind of seeing like this whole shift of like, well, what is every, like, I just feel like the marketing landscape's also changing now in 2023. Yeah, no, definitely. I feel at that time, people were at home, right? So if you had a candle company, if you had bath products, it was really a good time for you because like your more time people were, yeah, yeah, more people were at home. So I think back then, those were the type of brands that was really, you know, trying to get in front of people like the stay at home and all of the DoorDash and Uber Eats and, you know, shipped for bringing your grocery delivery and influencers fit into that because now those brands want to partner with those influencers. And so I saw a lot of influencer partnerships on the rise, but also some, you know, in the not so good place because what they were offering wasn't really great for that time. I think the time that we are in now is more people are going outside. So if you want to develop say a course, it may be a little bit harder to do something like that, but you just have to make sure that it's for the right people. But I think we're in a space now of more people are now going out. And so if you have a business that involves, of course, events, now events are back happening. So it's a little bit different. We're still in the video, video, video. So I don't think that's going anywhere, but I did see definitely a shift in just the different type of campaigns that clients were working on. Um, I think now we're more back to a I don't want to say level playing field, but maybe a more level playing field versus everybody being at home. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't agree more with you. What are your thoughts on TikTok? What are your thoughts on new platforms emerging? Because obviously you've been in social media since like, you know, you are an OG. You are there from the beginning, which I love when people say I was on WordSpace or yeah, WordSpace and um is it WordSpace? I don't even know. Blogger. Thank you. And blogger. And I, whenever you hear that, you know, like you were like the original blogger. And it's funny because my background comes from hospitality. And so that was a huge thing back then is that we actually started working with travel bloggers and they were called like opinion leaders at that time. It wasn't really, there wasn't the word influencer or creators. But so going back to that, what do you, what do you think of this whole new social media landscape that we're dealing with? Well, video is here to stay. I don't think that it will be going anywhere anytime soon. I think TikTok is a really good app. It just depends on what type of business you have. Like, of course, fitness people and coaches and consultants are doing really well on there. But there's also people who teach math. Me and my husband watch people on TikTok do ASMR content and get paid every single day. So you could literally do anything you want to on TikTok. I think it's wide open. I don't think it's as judgy as Instagram. Instagram started off as this place, of course, where all the overly aesthetics and everybody's house is beautiful. But I think that's also changing. It's not the same. People want authentic content. And if you are, you can offer that on Instagram, I think that your Instagram will grow in this time because people are craving authentic content. Long gone are the days of where your feed has to be perfect. I mean, it really depends on what type of brand you have. Because if you're an interior designer, of course, it needs to yeah. look beautiful because I am i don't want to come and see that. But again, it doesn't have to be so perfect. And I think that's why a lot of people gravitated towards TikTok because it's, it's less pressure to show up, right? To show up with a beat face and all these things. And I just try to tell people, 
you don't even have to have makeup to go live. Like go live as yourself. Like you attract the right type of people. So I think TikTok and Instagram definitely aren't going anywhere. I honestly love Facebook. I think Facebook is a really great place to get high ticket clients and to get clientele in general utilizing your personal Facebook page. They now have an option where you can create a professional page. So two years ago, I started to build my Facebook and not only accept people who are my family and friends, but just anybody could see my page. And it has helped me tremendously because now I have a Facebook following and half of these people are other business owners and they may be looking for marketing. And so I've gotten a lot of high ticket and retainer clients from Facebook as well. So there's a new option where you can turn your regular page into a professional page, but you have to kind of use it as a professional page and a business page in order to get that option. Okay, hold on. Let's let's stay here for one second because... I am so under the belief that Facebook is kind of dying out. So for you to bring this up is like very new to me. So there's just so I'm hearing this correctly. So on your personal Facebook, right, there's also an option to have a professional page. And I'm assuming that's different than like a business page for like brands. Yes. Correct. Yes. Interesting. So is it more or less kind of like taking on like a LinkedIn kind of feel? Like what what, yes. is, what are you seeing? How do you engage too with people on the professional page? Yeah. So it's the same as your personal page, but now they give people the option to follow you instead of be your friend. They can just follow your page so they get all your updates. So my page has always been open. I I've had it public for years and it just has been to the benefit of me. But I think that you have to really decide if you want to open your Facebook page to everybody. But I wasn't even, I was just sharing like my daughter and what I was doing anyway. So I feel like now I can reach more people because what I'm, I mean, I shared about things that I'm doing or my one-on-one calls or behind the scenes with my clients. So I utilize it in that way and it intrigues people like, oh, what is she doing? Oh, you're going on a podcast tour. Like all my podcasts I've been on, I've shared the episodes and people are like, oh, this is great. So I think really it's not dead. And I know people say Facebook groups are dead too, but they're not dead. I think that you just have to figure out if it's the best way for you because there's so many new tools. Like with Facebook groups, you can have a private chat and now you're connected to more people. And even Instagram, this is new. They're now having a private chat like where you can broadcast to your audience. So not necessarily that they can talk to you, but kind of like a text message thread and they'll be able to see what you're broadcasting and like like it and put an emoji but they can't talk back to you but you can broadcast to them this is something okay wait is are we talking okay oh my god michelle so that was for instagram (laughs) the last part was about instagram so many things okay hold on before we move on to instagram because there's a lot of questions just in that section do you feel like the face, like the audience that is on Facebook, though, do you feel like it is an older crowd? Like, do you feel like it's an older, more established crowd versus the TikToks versus even Instagram? Like, what are your thoughts on who who is inhabiting Facebook and who's on there on a regular basis? I think it is an older crowd. I think it's millennials. So okay. anyone, you know, who's a millennial is definitely on Instagram. I think Gen Z is probably not on Instagram. They are on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm a millennial. So I like Facebook and I've always been on it since 2005, since we had walls and we had to scan our pictures in there. There was no <laughs> camera. There was no status. There was nothing, no events. So I've been on these social media apps, like in even MySpace. But yes, 
Facebook, I think it is definitely a really great place. It's not dead. It's just you have to really figure out how you can utilize it best for you. But it is definitely older people. I will say even older people, maybe in their 50 or 60s are on Facebook and they they utilize it. So if your client is within that range, then definitely just like if you feel like your client may be on LinkedIn, which we may talk about later, but that may be an older crowd as well. But yes, Facebook yeah. is definitely an older crowd. I think Instagram is millennials too. I don't think a lot of Gen Zs are on Instagram. And if they are, they're not using it the same way that millennials would use it. Um, I think TikTok is in Snapchat. They're on TikTok and Snapchat. Yeah. I don't even have a Snapchat. So yeah, I definitely know. older, the older crowd. Okay, I love that. Get Super is an instant wellness beverage brand created by moi. So good, you won't believe it's instant. It's for those seeking convenient energy sans the jitters. That's right. We put good old-fashioned broad-spectrum hemp CBD into our organic Arabica instant coffee. It's probably Arabica, but I call it Arabica because it sounds more fun. Get Super and our hemp extract contains all the naturally occurring cannabinoids and turpentines. We include about 20 milligrams of hemp per each stick pack to give you all the fun, calm energy, plus that true entourage effect. All the benefits without getting quote unquote high, as all of our products are non-psychoactive. Get Super has been featured in Forbes US Today and was named top startup to watch in 2021 by Yahoo Finance. Also, you guys, Get Super has helped me with my anxiety. It helps me sleep better at night. I've mentioned to you guys my whole mental health journey. And honestly, this company was a just passion and project of love because of what I've gone through and what I've walked through with my own depression and anxiety. I hope that it will help you the same exact way it has helped me. So go ahead and get your 15% off by using the code under the influence 15 at checkout. That's right. Under the influence 15 at checkout. Let's move this forward to, to Instagram. Okay, so I know Instagram came out with the... I, I don't know what the exact word of it is called, but it's basically like the status, right? So it's like your bubble at the top when you're inside your messages and you can write like a... It kind of reminds me of like... Do you remember like the instant messaging days? Like AIM and... AOL chat. <laughs> yes. It kind of reminds me of that. But this you're saying is more of like a broadcast to your community. Okay, tell me, tell me how to do this because obviously... I'm thinking like my podcast, anytime I make an announcement, like that's a huge thing. Yeah, it's coming out. I don't think they wrote it out to everybody. I literally just okay. read about it today. But yes, you'll be able to broadcast to your audience. So yes, about your podcast episodes, about your summit that's coming up, about your coaching program, but they can't uh -huh. talk back to you. So I think it's a good opportunity for your community and they have to opt into it. So just like a text message, you would have to opt into that. So if they're willing to opt in, it's like, hey, this is my private community. You can even share videos with them or send voice notes. So it's it's a broadcast. And I think it's going to be really great for creators like us who you know have a podcast or do courses or whatever, because now you can broadcast to them and they get the notification versus you having to fight against the algorithm. I love it. I do have another question for you. And I'm kind of, it's kind of moving us from mainly being on social media and being a creator on social media, but more to now these platforms that are helping you monetize within the platform. Like for example, 
Patreon or, for example, even like OnlyFans. And I know OnlyFans is a little bit different, but what do you think about those kind of that kind of trend of platforms that are coming out now where it's like they're actually setting up users to pay subscriptions to these creators on, you know, an actual creator basis? Like, for example, I love her name is Queen Herbie on TikTok and she's she she posted all, the, all basically all of her music. She was like this independent artist and all these music and all of her music went viral like from 2020 on. And then she basically now does this really cool thing where she's like, there's so much more to me. I have a podcast. She does like really cool energy healing, like all via TikTok. And she started this Patreon account and it's like five bucks to subscribe to all of her podcasts and all of her content. And honestly, I was like, I'm not one to like buy into stuff like that. Like that just has never been me. Like I I have my like comfort creators. I have my comfort influencers, but I've never been one that's like, I need to subscribe to their content. And I know that Instagram's done that. I know that there's been a couple other platforms that have tried to do that for exclusive content. But I felt like this was so interesting because the way that they have the platform set up, you're more so going directly to them to watch their content. What do you think about platforms that are emerging that have creators on them that you're paying to watch and to see? We're in the creator economy. I like it. I think... For Instagram, I was like, ah, do I want to create a subscription? I mean, I have the option, but I haven't. So one platform that I have been using is called Stan. So you might have saw it on TikTok, but it is like the link in bio. But instead of like Larry, now you can have your your own store. So someone can come to the store, book a one-on-one call with me, see my podcast, go to my affiliate links, download my digital products and buy them right from there. Even courses, memberships, everything. So there's more platforms like this emerging to help creators like us. And it's similar to probably Gumroad, but Gumroad actually just came out and said that they're taking a cut of the creator's money and Stan, which I've been with since August of 2022, I've made almost $13,000 with digital products downloads, one-on-one calls, challenges, courses. And so they don't take a cut of your money. The only cut is like from Stripe and PayPal fees. Mm -hmm. And this platform doesn't take your money and they are for the creators. A creator actually created it. His name is John. And it's been awesome. So I think that these platforms that are merging like that are going to help creators. And if you do have exclusive content that you want to sell, it's good because now like I have a membership program and I have stuff that I don't talk about on Instagram or Facebook or anywhere else. And now people can subscribe to be a part of my membership via these platforms. Yeah, I love this. I I use Beacons and I know Beacons is trying. It almost seems like Beacons is actually moving more in this direction. I'm looking at Stan right now. I've never even heard of it, but I'm like, this is genius. Especially if you, like you said, creator courses or even like consulting, right? I'm sure maybe you probably have some people that try to opt in for different things like that. But I love this because it is now also too, these LinkedIn bios are actually able to cut through the kind of consumer barrier or noise of actually making the purchase, right? Where I think is before, before all this stuff, you'd have to go to their Instagram, you'd have to click their link in bio, you go to the website, you have to go through the whole checkout process. And now we're seeing like so much more mobile, like purchasing and really being able to make this quick, make it fast. So it's great. I mean, I feel like it's great for the consumer, but it's also incredible for the creator, right? Like where they're actually able to monetize in such a quicker way that doesn't feel like you're signing up or doesn't feel like you're making a super hefty purchase, which I think a lot of people are so naturally 
like kind of oh like they're desensitized to the checkout process. So I I love this. I think this is so smart. And they have studied the consumer psychology and checkout process that it's scrolling because if someone comes from Instagram, that's how they're scrolling, right? So it's mobile optimized in that way, but also it's a one-click checkout. So if you ever bought anything, like on my stand store, it's you put your information in one click and you get whatever it is that you want. You don't have to go to another page because that's where you lose people in conversions. Yeah. My, my conversions from last week for 48%. Holy cow. This is so incredible, Michelle. This is such a good piece of information for, for all the creators listening, or even those that are like, I want to launch a membership. I want to be a coach. Like this is, I mean, I'm going to sign up for this. This is awesome. Yes. Sign up. I'm telling everyone sign up for Stan. <laughs> I've been a part of it. I don't get behind apps and tools that I really haven't used and trusted. And again, since August, I've made $12,000, not even doing anything hard. I'm going to be completely honest. I've of course, have funnels and systems and things. But I think that that's a good chunk of money just to be like one of the income streams that I have. Now, I think every creator should have multiple income streams. So as you're listening to me talk, like I have an agency, I do digital products, I speak, I have a podcast. It's important to have multiple streams because that's how you obviously become a millionaire quicker and just create generational wealth. But again, you want to have multiple streams and not just focus on like Instagram per se or TikTok, because what if that dries up? And what if you don't have an email list? So just start to think about those things. I I love that. And I, I want to, I want to kind of capitalize on something that you just said. So the whole point of this podcast is talking about influence. It's talking about building influence or, you know, in so many, so many other ways, you know, how are you building that generational wealth? How are you building this life? You know, what does influence mean to you? I want to ask you as an entrepreneur, what are some of the ways that you've built this community? You've built your own influence, right? Because for you, yes, you started off as a blogger. People obviously were, you know, attracted to that and they followed you and they learned and they, you know, they trusted you. But how did you convert that into making money for now people to come work with you on like a coaching basis? How did that shift happen? Yeah, I think building community is very important. And since I was very adamant at that about that in the beginning, I created and cultivated relationships with the people who are following me. And so since I share my journey from being an influencer in the natural hair world to now being a marketing strategist, I shared everything in between. So many of the people who are following me have come along that journey and they've seen that shift. And so I built that like, know, and trust. And so when I did start to say, okay, now I'm selling something, they were more apt to buy it because they knew who I was already. They've been following me for years. I've had people on my email list who may have been following me two years and maybe yesterday they bought something for the first time. So it really is about the numbers and it really is about people trusting you in this online world. I think that if you're authentic and you actually have really great products, I give a 100% money back guarantee on my products because I know that it's good. I've done the research. I'm not giving out crappy things. And if you feel like it wasn't meant for you, I mean, that's great, but... I put a guarantee on that because of that, because I know what I put into it. So I think that if you showcase, you know, what you're doing, and of course, going back to that personal brand, I build a personal brand. And so when I pivoted, it wasn't really like a big shift because they they saw it coming. They saw like the evolution. So community is very important. And I feel that that's what's lacking among many, many creators. If you really want to build influence, I think that number one, you should be in it for the right reasons. I'm not in it for the money. The money is just extra. I really love helping people 
build brands, build podcasts, build a online business doing what you love. And so it comes across in every single thing that I do. And so if you are passionate about whatever it is that you're doing, it will come across in that. And when you build that community, they will feel that. So I think community is like key. So if you want to sell something, you want to create raving fans. And that's what I did at Myo Organics. And that's why they're a multi-successful, multi-million dollar business because of the community that they created. That is so well said. And so just, I mean, absolutely. I couldn't agree more, Michelle. So our final question, and thank you so much for coming on the show. I feel like I could continue to talk to you forever. And I'm also going on your show, Social Media Decoded, which I'm so excited about. But I have one final question for you. And that is, what does influence mean to you? Oh, I love that. Thank you so much for having this. It's been awesome. I think what influence means to me is making a difference and being able to change people's lives by sharing my story online, because I had no clue that anything that I'm doing today is possible. My goals was to go to school, get a degree and get a good paying job and stay there like till you retire. And so I'm passionate about helping other people do the same thing that I do. So that is what influenced me to me is by being able to change other people's lives, their perspectives just around. You can build an online business if you want to be a VA, a creator, whatever it is. So that's what influenced me to me. Michelle, you have been spectacular. And thank you so much again for coming on. Where can everyone find you? How can they work with you? Drop all the links. Yes, of course. You can find me. I love being on Instagram. So my Instagram is at Michelle L. Thames. And if you want to work with me, my stand store is the best way. Um, You can hit me up on Instagram or send me a DM. But um, I have the one-on-one calls and everything that I do in my stand store. So if you're interested, you could take a look there. Beautiful. Well, thanks for going under the influence with us. Thank you so much. 